The strongest stars have hearts of Kaiba. I'm one with the force of forces with me. Now witness the firepower of this fully armed and operational battle station. We'll use the force. That's not how the force works. Well, that starts somewhere. Welcome to the KyberCast. This is episode number 170, recorded January 19th, 2023. My name is Joe Becker, one half of the KyberCast team. The other half with me, as always, is... Michael Diaz. So, Michael, it's been a while. We uh, ran into some scheduling things last week, which may happen again next week. We'll find out. But, uh, you know, what's going on? Not much. How are you, Joe? Um, little. It's funny. The year's starting off a little hectic. More hecticer, is that the word? Hecticer, more hecticer than I thought it would be. Yeah, but no offense, I don't care if your company goes under or not. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> Michael doesn't care there. if I Michael doesn't care if I eat or whatever. If my family makes it, uh... oh, you'll be fine. You've got a backup. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I understand. Not that we know or we'll say who that company is. But hey, there's no reason for me to be bitter. <laughs> Well, there might be down the road. Um, what's <laughs> what's going on? Anything good on your end of the world? Just uh, working? Just geeking out. I've been, I've been reading a lot more comics this year. We'll get into that in, my, in our, our, geek, our geek this week. But uh, Printed? I'm, no. Digital. digital. I've got so many. I've got so many freaking digital comics I haven't read yet. I still have all the Obi-Wans digitally that I haven't read yet, ironically. I've been reading a lot of uh, stuff off of well Kindle, formerly you know Comicsology, but it's all yeah. That's what I have it. So thanks to your advice, I bought that cheap ass Kindle, and it is great for comics. That's what I use it for. Yeah, I mean, I don't remember what I paid for it. Fifty. You can read pretty well on it too on the Kindle if you reverse the colors. So yeah, black background, white type works well on those. I've got the. not the latest, but the previous version of the Paperwhite, which you can reverse the font or the colors. I don't, I don't reverse it on the e-ink because it actually draws more power, and it's, and it's because it's reflected light on my Kindle Paperwhite. I like it, you know, black type on white. But on when you're looking at something that has because that, when something's reflected, it's different than when there's light coming at you. Right. So when you do the Kindle, this little tip: if you're on a fire, you reverse it to black background white type you lose your battery will be three times longer because either leds are either on or off yeah i I mostly do it because it's darker then so i usually read in bed and she goes to sleep before i do all right so i reverse this i only have to see my text that well that makes sense if it's in the dark all those romance novels that you pull down on (laughs) Actually, I started reading uh, the <laughs> Actually. Hunger Games. No, no, no. The Hunger Games uh, prequel novel, and I didn't get very far. Because it's not good, or because? Uh, not that. I just I tried to start it like a week or two before Christmas, and then I was busy, busy, busy. Yeah. And since then, I've been reading lots of comics, and that's kind of... I, I don't make resolutions anymore, because I always fail at them. But 
one thing I'd like to do this year, not a resolution, just I'd like to read more comics. So oh, you're you're winning so far. I, I can't wait because I'm traveling next week, and I I'm going to take my Kindle. That's the one thing I enjoy the airport and flying for. I I can actually read for some reason it really works for me on a plane i I like doing that more than actually watching something to be honest with you well it depends um i do like to read on a plane no question but sometimes it's a way for me to watch movies that like i saw nope on a plane yeah and that worked because that's a movie that shaley would never watch because she doesn't like scary films so i was like here's my opportunity to watch it for right once in a while, I'll pull up the laptop and throw airplane on there just to see if anybody notices that I'm watching it. <laughs> I honestly got, I swear to God, I do it. And one time, a, a, a flight attendant just stopped, looked at my screen, and he just turned around and goes, Really? That's what you're watching? Really? I'm like, Yeah, really. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, anyways, but okay. Lots have happened in the last couple of weeks that we missed a couple of previews that we'll get to, but. Uh, why don't you start us with the news since you wrote all this fine stuff today? For those that don't know, Michael's a fine writer. The talking part, the talking part, he's got to get through, but the writing part, yeah. he's really good at. If if I write out what I'm going to say first, I'm much better at it. Right. <laughs> uh, the first one. Uh, well, this is now a week and a half, two weeks old, but Avatar: The Way of Water surpassed Jurassic World on the all-time box office list. So you probably heard already that James Cameron has come out and said. Even though it is not, what, the fourth or fifth highest grossing movie of all time, he has now made enough where he's like, fine, I'll make the next one. The next one. Well. He's, or he's or five. Did he commit to five? Or did, did he, Is that what he said or no? He just said, I think he said he's going to make the sequel. I, I don't, I didn't, you know, I wrote this down a week and a half ago. I don't remember now, but <laughs> I think it all hinges on that third movie because I know he said. 13 years ago, I'm going to do five. And I know they've kind of mapped that out, but then also Disney, you know, has also mapped out Star Wars movies that are never going to come. Yeah, there is no map. That shit's burned. Exactly. Um, so, but the third one's definitely coming out because he did all the mocap and all that. I mean, yes, the Avatar movies are a lot of digital, uh, well, artistry, basically. So that's going to take him two years and hundreds of millions of dollars to get that done. But he's filmed everything that needs to be filmed for as far as the actors are concerned. So that's in the can already. Didn't so that took that? about, was that five days of shooting? <laughs> right. <laughs> but, um, so yeah, third one's coming out no matter what. Now. So, okay, look, everybody's heard my take on this. Um, so, I'm, I mean, listen, I, I call it, how I see it. I I'm wrong. It did really well. It's doing really well. I didn't think that the audience would be there for it. Um, but apparently I'm wrong. I, I will say that I don't like, I've heard more about the last of us, which I watched this weekend as part of my, you'll see my geek this week. than buzz about the last of us than any buzz about avatar with people, which is strange. Like, like in the office and everything, like it's like, it, it doesn't seem to be that, I don't know, water cooler kind of thing like other things are. But I, I would agree. But clearly, but clearly it's killing. I mean, it's still going. It still was like number one. I don't know if it was number one last week again. I mean, it's, it's doing well. And look, look, it's what, three and a half hours over the hell it is, which means it's losing at least one screening per day compared to normal movies. And right. it's still making the money. Now, a couple things. It is getting some help from the fact 
not only is it 3D, so there's always a surcharge for that. Right, right. Or in my case, uh, and I know we'll talk about this later, Yeah, I did 3D IMAX because I knew that was the way that I had to see it. Right. So you pay basically twice as much, almost twice as much ticket. I mean, it was over 40 bucks for Sheila and I to go. Wow. Well, yeah, so, I guess, yeah, so you get some price things there. But the thing is, it's it's doing well. I mean, it's, if, it, if it wasn't good enough, the word of mouth wouldn't have made it this far. Well, here's the thing, too. I'll, I'll say this. It's not, is it R-rated? I don't even know what it's rated. Probably PG-13 or something. It's, I mean, yes, there's violence. It's a James Cameron movie, and we'll get to that. But it's, it is a movie that over Christmas, and since people can bring their families to. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, it makes sense. Um and I mean, Jurassic World wasn't even good. So God, box office not good. <laughs> What's that? There weren't. No, and it, it to have the money that that made is clearly taking like ten Wait year olds or seven year olds. I actually like the first Jurassic World. I yeah, that. but it wasn't good. It was fine. It wasn't like it. I don't know. I thought it was the second best Jurassic movie there was. Yeah, but it's a big drop off for me. Oh yeah, the first one's amazing. Right. And. Well, and even we'll that, that we, which we've talked before, I know, but um, even that, I wasn't that enamored with it because I read the book first. And if I didn't read the book first, I probably would like the movie better. Um, but the movie was good. It was great. I read the book first, too. And yes, there were some things that the movie just basically cut out. Well, the book starts off with them already off the island, the little ones. I went and killed the yes. baby. Yeah. I mean, that's a big difference. <laughs> it's like, the, the, you know, it's already out in the world. Um, it's but, very, it's darker. It's not a Spielbergian. And it had the pterodactyls in the book, which I loved. They didn't get to until like number two, and it wasn't even done right. But I mean, any, is anything scarier than pterodactyls? Because it's already off the Earth. It's flying, right? <laughs> so no, that's pretty crazy. But so we'll like see. Said, we don't get. Well, we know there's going to be Avatar three. Will there be four and five? Do you think there's enough story for four and five? From what I understand, it's it's like we've got water. The next one was going to be fire and then earth and wind. <laughs> earth, wind, and wind. Uh, I'm no, I'm serious. I'm serious. I, the next was like that. It's going to be a, around elements or something. I don't know. I mean, only James Cameron can really make that decision. I mean, Judas Priest, how many Fast and Furious movies have they made? Uh, if they can make, what, nine of those now? With four of them good. Well, yeah, well I like most of them. Dude, the last one was so bad. Oh, I'm, I'm not defending the last one. <laughs> okay. Nine was freaking awful, but that's that's not why we're here. But I feel like f- by four, five, f- uh, five, six, seven, four, five, six, seven were like the best. I even liked eight. Yeah. Nine, though? No. Um, but like I said, it, it, it's all about the story. Well, we'll get to that, but. <laughs> we'll get to that. We'll see if there's enough story. All right. That's we'll, get, we'll, we'll talk next. So, um. Big preview on uh, Monday. Well, was it Monday Night Football? Monday Night Football, the playoff game. The goodbye, Tom Brady, see you later, don't let the door hit you game. Um, wow. Ah, he's fine. He's... <laughs> I'm, I'm joking because uh, I'm not a fan. I, yes, he is the greatest of all time. I admit that. Oh, I, I, I'm a fan, but sometimes he just, you know, it's time. Exactly. But I, I don't think he's going anywhere. I yeah I don't know we'll, well see that's I a different he's podcast. Stay in the NFL, whether or not he'll be with the Bucks, that's a whole other right. sports uh, radio discussion that we're not going to have. <laughs> right. Um, anyways, 
the Mandalorian preview, everybody waited for, uh, debuted um, season three. And uh, what's your take, Michael? What do you think? Well, if you like Mandalorians, this season's going to be for you. Man, <laughs> how many did we see? Now I get some of them were obviously flashbacks to what the Black Watch when they rescued mm-hmm. um, uh, well, the Mandalorian. Um, but obviously some of them are new. They're diff- obviously from different factions. And if you saw, not all of them are Bo-Katan's people because they all nope. have the same armor. Right. But you did see some that had some of the kind of the owl shaped faces instead. Yep. So I think this is really going to pay off for people that are fans of the Clone Wars series and are and are familiar with everything that happened there with Darth Maul taking over and blah, 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 and all that. Right. So I'm excited. It looks badass. Um, we're going to, it looks like we're going to see a little bit more about Grogu. We, we see. Very, very little from his perspective uh, from when Order 66 came through. It looks like we're going to see some more of that. Coruscant. We're going to, we're going to go to Coruscant present day. And clearly, Which is interesting. Right. And and then, um, obviously, the past. We, I mean, because there's no Jedi, so it's got to be the past. Right. Because we saw, we saw the Clone Works dude on Coruscant. Mm-hmm. Now, he didn't look like he was wearing his same empirical uniform he was wearing before i could be wrong but why is he on coruscant because if this is the time of the new republic coruscant isn't even the capital right now no but it's still there he doesn't have to be yeah, it's still there i mean I'm it's sure not like a lot of you know power and commerce but yeah we don't know exactly what the capital is because it rotates right every so many years until episode um eight <laughs> we just yeah <laughs> whatever um so what I'm glad is that, look, look, they didn't show a lot. They showed back and forth flying of uh, Mando and Grogu. Um, few cuts here and there, but they didn't really give us much, which is good. I don't want to know. Like just, you know, we've, we've got what, 35 days or something, 40 days. So I'm excited. It's It, it looks, you know, the, the change coming from Andor to Mandalorian is just, it, and, and they're both good. It's just the, uh, this is the adventure. This is the, the star, more star Warsian, um, that we're going to get, you know, this is like the, well, the, this is a spaghetti Western. Yeah. But it's star Wars. I feel that's what star Wars is anyways. Yes. So looking, I'm very much looking forward to it. I, I, I assume most of uh, our listeners are looking forward to it. It is, um, it's, you know, I'm sure it's going to do well. I, I, you know, maybe they've learned something from the past seasons and, and having time to shoot. Maybe there'll be a little bit bigger sets, a little less, uh, there'll be volume, but maybe there'll be some more, um, like, like an Andor, some, um, more practical production on this as well to kind of blend those two. So it looks bigger. Right. Um, maybe we'll learn, you know, they, they had those X, x-wing things that that are almost that are interesting that we're chasing him uh those were tie interceptors yeah so i wonder if they're out of rim and they run into um the the the, the first order or whatever uh, the beginnings of the first order maybe or it could be i mean we, we know from the book could be a mandalore whatnot, right 
that even, you know, even though, yes, the Empire was officially defeated at Jakku, there were some basically some warlords with some, you know, groups of Star Destroyers and isolated systems. So we don't know where we are. It could be a pocket of the Empire still around. Or basically, you know, just a warlord with some ships. Right. Right, right. But the, and that, uh, it's another Mandalorian ship that's kind of a disc looking thing. That looked cool. That did look cool. But I don't think anybody can beat the Stellan Star- Skarsgård ship from <laughs> Luthen's ship. I really like the Razor Crest. I mean, obviously. This well, is- I did, but that's gone. Right. But Luthen's ship is interesting to me. That's just cool. Yeah. Um, so there you go. Mandalorian season three trailer. Drop it in March. Um, but also, as you wrote down here, Michael, there's another big trailer that happened. Ant-Man and the Wasp. This, Quantumania. Yeah. But it was a 3D trailer. Was it? Well, I mean, they it seemed to me they focused more on the 3D part of it. Well, as I saw Avatar, yes, the trailer was definitely in 3D there. Oh, you saw it? You saw it on that? It was a, yes. How'd it look, how'd it look on that? It looked fantastic. Yeah. Look really good. Um, that said, I don't plan on seeing the movie in 3D. Why? If it's shot for it, if it was shot, if it was shot in 3D, it I sounds like it was. I'll look into it. Yeah, because if it was shot in 3D, I might. I I don't like movies that are 3D in post. Right, it just looks weird and fake. Well, what's I was asking you if you saw it in the preview? Did it look like it was weird, or did it feel like it was shot that way? Uh hard to say because. Well, hard to say tells me it was done right either way. Right. I, I didn't make note if it looked wrong or anything. Right. It looked pretty sweet. That said, it's been 13 years, so hopefully doing the 3D in post is better anyway. <laughs> but, no, I, I love, I really like the trailer. Who knew after the, cal- no, not cal- after the palate cleanser movies, the first two Ant-Man films, Ant-Man and Wasp films, I mean, they both kind of came... After Avengers and uh, right after Age of Ultron, they were smaller, a little bit lighter movies. But now this one seems to be setting up all of Phase Five, mm-hmm. setting up the big bed of Kang. And I'm not going to lie; I think Scott Lang is going to die. Looks like it, or a variant, or many variants. Well, that's the thing. There, I mean, there is that scene where he, bloop. There's two of them all of a sudden. So. Right. While these the battles across the time are happening here at the quantum level, blah blah blah, is it are there going to be all kinds of incursions or whatever, or all these different timelines? So I don't know. It, all I know is I I want to see it. I can't wait till it comes out. Odds of Loki in this? I'd say better than you'd expect. Sixty seven percent. That's what. Sixty seven percent. So two thirds. <laughs> yeah it, it hit me the other day with like well if it's a variant like because wh- i don't know when does loki come out it, it comes out after this actually what you know it? what i i'd say there's more of a chance uh miss what's her name miss time or something like that or miss minutes right the ai that you find out is not just a cartoon character right i think there's a much more likely chance that she shows up than loki and I feel like this Kang is slightly different than the Loki Kang. Oh, yes. He's a different version. Right. But I mean, but the personality is different. Yes. This is the Kang. This is the one that the one who remains. Yeah. Had to defeat. Um, 
now that there's multiple timelines again, this is this is the bad king, the baddest of the bad. I here, here's what I think. I think multiple versions of Scott Lang will die, but I don't think the Scott Lang will die. Really? No, I mean I think you've got to have a few anchor people. Like, who are the anchors? They're all gone. Like the main people, like literally, like you're gonna, you know, all you have is right now is Bruce Banner is the the biggest anchor of the original Avengers. Yeah, you're right. Thor. I mean, I mean, we don't know what's going to happen. Um, you know, uh, Black Widow's gone. Jeremy Renner ain't shooting anything any anytime soon. Well, hold on. We know that we're going to see what is it? The um, Thunderbolts before the Avengers film. Right. Yes, one Black Widow's gone. But it doesn't mean that there won't be a new Black Widow. No, no, no. I'm just talking about the original cast of okay, gotcha. People that that is the strength of you know the universe that's been built. Um, and Scott Lang came in almost at the middle of it. Um, and I think he's becoming one of those anchors for now. Anyways, I can see that. I can see that. I would have thought that obviously before he passed that Chadwick Boseman would have been a fantastic anchor, but. 100%. I mean, yeah. I mean, right now, actually, the one they should be pulling forward is Captain Marvel. Like, that should be one of the anchors. We talked about that before, but that doesn't seem to be happening. She's going to be doing the Marvels thing. And, um, well, it'll be interesting know. to see, yeah, exactly, based on what happens this summer during those mm-hmm. films, that film, the Marvels. Right. Maybe it does put her in a position to be more of a leader and, you know, have the Avengers. Right, because the Guardians, we don't even know who's going to make it out of that. Um, I would suspect at least Drax is going to die. Well, yeah, we know that. But, like, Rocket doesn't look like it's going to be a good days for Rocket. Yeah. Which is weird, but, um, you know, Gamora, maybe. Who knows? Well, she died already. Mm-hmm. So he'll get over it just as quick. I don't know. I don't even think. No, I think you you make a good point. Yeah. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see what happens. There's going to be a lot of negative happenings, I think. Oh, yeah. Scott Lang, or rather Paul Rudd, he does have a lot of charisma. He would be a good anchor. Right. Right, right. I mean, Crape, Loki's an anchor, and and he's, you know, got his own show, but Hiddleston is a a strength to that character. and, And you can't. You know, I'm not going to be as into Marvel if it's all the kids of. Like, I know they're building. You've already got Scar. Everybody's got the young version of themselves right. replaced now. It's all there. Um, even Thor has got a kid. Um, yeah. So, and you know what? I have zero interest in the kid versions of any of these superheroes. I can't stand it. it just it's, it's to me, it's just uh, boring writing. So. Those characters do nothing for me. The kid version of—I mean, they're fine, but they're not the person. Yeah, so. but it happens. I mean, the DC had the Teen Titans. Uh, yeah, it's Marvel still not had great. The Avengers <laughs> had they had one, who else? They had a bunch of they had uh, the New Warriors. They had all kinds of kid teams. That doesn't make it great, though. Yeah, sometimes they are. I mean, you got to remember the Teen Titans in the '80s, or when, you know, became Titans. For a while, that book was more popular than the X Men. So, Michael, what do you think is? I mean, what's your last thoughts on the Ant Man trailer? What, what's your take? Just that it's blown me away. Just like the last one, it blown me. It has blown me away more than I expected, and it's clear that this is 
this is the beginning of Kang and the Kang Dynasty and the big bad of Phase 5. Hope it's good. Oh, yeah. Nobody's still talking about the giant statue in the ocean. So Apparently, they plan on making references to those things. <laughs> it's a good time. It's about time. There's a celestial on a planet Earth and no one's... I mean, by now, it would be a fucking amusement park if it wasn't really... In, <laughs> it would be selling tickets to that thing. Welcome to Celestial Park. <laughs> right. Uh, ride the God. Um <laughs> <laughs> I think that has many, many terrible kind of things. It could. It totally could. Okay. Well, let's get to our geek this week. Um, so I'll run through mine real quick. I'm still on Lord of the Rings book, but that's probably going to happen until end of the year. Let's be, let's be <laughs> truthful because I'm just not a fast reader. Let's see what happens when I, on my travel on how well I get there. But uh, working on that, I did watch, uh, finally watch the, all of the Willows, Willow, the finale. Um. I will catch up on that, and we can do a review of that. We can. It's not great. (laughs) (laughs) There's fun parts. It just it just did not. It 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 could have been so much better. Well, let me ask this without without any spoilers, because as it went along, you said, "Oh, after I I think I watched the first couple episodes," and you're like, "Oh, dude, it gets better." It it did. It had like there was a good like oh really good, and then went back into like some uh, young adult show on the CW again. You know what I mean? So did it it stick the landing? Well, that's too much hesitation. (laughs) Well, I I mean, I don't want to tell something that you, if if you're going to watch it, um, I'll watch it. So if, I mean, it had a decent ending, right? If, if it ended. Okay. You know what I mean? Right. So it's not really, I would be surprised if there's not a season two, the way it ended. Otherwise it was a wasteful ending. But I'm not sure the numbers. Um, Who's clamoring you know. for a Willow show anyway? Who was? Uh, nobody was clamoring for that. But, I mean, it doesn't matter if it was good. It would have picked up. And, God, I mean, you know, there's a lot of shows that I didn't clamor for Kaleidoscope, but I really enjoyed it on, on Netflix. It was Well, that's a new show I'm talking about. They went back and reached all the way back to, like, 1987, 1988 to bring back this property that yeah. not a lot of people were begging to come back. I'm also wasn't clamoring for that 70s or that 90s show, but they somehow brought that back. And I'm not going to watch that, but I understand at least that I get before Netflix lost the uh, broadcast rights. Right. It was one of their, it was their number one show. It was. So why not get the, you know, get the same producers to make something to make them money. Right. Right. I get it. That's a total money thing. Willow. I don't see it as a money thing only because I'm like, who was asking for that? You know, it's good. Fa- like it's it's perfect for Disney Plus. I mean, I mean is it is it, is it perfect for a, a middle aged guy? They didn't write it for me. So to the audience, it's intended for it. It's probably really good. It's just I had you know I I think you can do things where you can do cross generational. You don't have to make it so um of the time. You know what I mean? Case in point, Mandalorian. Exactly. Yep, 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 one hundred percent. Also, uh, I watched The Last of Us. I've never played that video game. Have you played that video game? Yeah. Well, okay, not very long. Maybe an hour or so into it. Okay. Holy crap! Is it good? Oh, I heard fantastic things. Uh, the opening of the video game, the first 10, 15 minutes, made me go, "Holy shit!" Well, it's it's going to make me want to play the game. Right. Um, I want to watch it, but. 
it's scary. So I can't watch it when Shay's around. So, yeah. Um, I don't know if it's scary yet. It's it's more it's kinda, it's, suspenseful than like, but there's some scary. But I know these zombie esque creatures are coming, and Shaylee can I have? She couldn't watch the fourth season of Stranger Things. Okay, okay yeah, then no. But the interesting thing is, yes, this is a zombie show, but it's not like regular zombies. It's the different it, the the whole beginning where they have this idea. Uh, they go in the past. They, the scientists are talking on a talk show, and the way a person describes a uh, fungus. And how it can be altered and alter your mind and take over and become it's just it it becomes it's the best way science fiction can be and that's the plausibility, right? Yeah, I'm familiar with the background. I just I didn't I didn't know anything about it. Like oh. I I didn't know anything about this. I didn't know anything about the game. I didn't know anything about it. I just watched it. Be, wanted to watch it because a it's basically the Mandalorian in horror. Yes. <laughs> Pedro Pascal again. Pedro Pascal with a young child trying to. Get <laughs> Um, but it is a touching, it is, it is just really, really well done. Um, apparently it's the second highest debut of, of watchers on HBO max in 13 years behind only one show, house uh, of the dragon, house of the dragon. And no one knows anything about that. It's a video game show. Yeah. But this, it's also, okay. It's not, maybe you don't know about it. But a lot of people younger than us, it is one of the biggest and best video games of all time. Yeah. I'm, I mean, yeah, which it makes me want to watch it or play it. Um, but it it pulled that audience in, right? So here's my thing is if it pulls that audience in quickly and that was part of the debut of why it's so big, this thing could outdo House of the Dragon if regular schmoes here, do right. it through word of mouth, right? You You got the gamers and the gamers like it, which is really hard to do, you know, see Halo. Um, which Michael hated, but um, I, did. I really did. Uh, but the point is, they've got such a lot. Of, I mean, it's it, it, you know, I think it's only going to grow, right? And you know, it was eighty minutes was the first episode, and it felt like twenty because you're just like, holy shit, this is great. <laughs> you know? So good, good debut. Uh, I said, I, I think you should watch it. Um, I want to. It, it, it's on my to do, but that's one of those shows I'm going to have to watch. Okay, do not watch Willow. If you can make time, don't do it for Willow. <laughs> That's what I'm telling you. Last of Us is the show to watch. Though. That or Daredevil season three. <laughs> like, do not waste the time uh, on Willow because um, I don't think. Well, you know, I don't know. You know, I can't figure you out. Sometimes, sometimes I think you have taste, and you post something about Miley Cyrus. I'm like, what the fuck? It's just pop nonsense. The song's fantastic. <laughs> Still, it's Miley Cyrus. Her dad has a mullet. I mean, this is really that. No. Yeah. John Lennon smacked women around. He's still all good music. <laughs> well, he just didn't Kanye West him. is fucking crazy. And he's Where's always always sucked and will suck. He's the most untalented person on the planet. No, I I, oh, yeah. I grant that he's got so he's got a I don't care how what his mind is, he's not talented at all. He's just a joke. Runaway is a fantastic song. He's, it's a joke. Uh we won't go into it. Um you and I both watch or listened, watched, listened to the Smartless Spielberg episode. Well, I'm sorry. As soon as they announced, when I saw that he was on the episode, I'm like, uh, there. Yeah. Yeah. It's ironic. Did, did you ever watch his uh, documentary on HBO? No, I didn't know there was one. Oh, it's great. It's like three and a half hours, Spielberg. It was out like last year. He came out like okay. last year. But you don't like the, You don't watch that kind of stuff. I mean, to me, I, I love that stuff because he gets in every movie and everything that he talks I like, about. I like documentaries. I just but, don't watch 
the Star Wars behind the scenes ad nauseum like you do. Well, once a year, it's that nauseum. It's like listening no, I, to an album. No, I'm not it's talking like about just the Empire of Dreams. I'm talking about oh. every single every yeah. time they do a show, they do a behind the scenes. I'm like, I'm not that interested. I do the Marvel ones too. That's cool for you. Avengers Assembled. Um, all good. But what'd you think of the interview? Oh, it's fantastic. I mean, it, it's Steven Spielberg, man. It, it's hard for them not to fawn over him. Yeah, I mean, right. Especially Sean, because he, it sounds like Sean's very geeky like us. Right, yeah, he does like the same kind of things. So, closer, to, closer to you, though, than me, I think, in terms of... <laughs> <laughs> that said, I loved it. I love any insight. I mean, I, I love... Like hearing things about like Spielberg saying what, you know, gets him what he likes. Mm-hmm. And in the, in the same note, he was also somewhat humble. Like, you know, people like, oh, Bl- Jaws was the first blockbuster. He's like, no, it wasn't. There right. was this movie and this movie. And they call him that because people were wrapped around the block to right. see them. Right. It didn't start with me. Right. Now, he may have helped popularize not the blockbuster, but uh, how Summer became tentpole film time i'll give him that right right he but, missed something he missed something in the stories in one of his interviews one of the interview questions about raiders of the lost ark harrison ford was not cast initially no tom Selleck was right but he didn't talk about that oh well that's kind of an issue like they asked well how'd you get harrison ford they could have said well we had tom Selleck, but he couldn't do him so we were rushing around and i asked george about this guy so he did say half the story but like this you know hearing the tom Selleck part is more it's compelling, more compelling to hear that side of it. Yeah, but, well, geeks like us already know that, though, that Tom Selleck, there's one who they wanted. And, but we we are not the audience smartless. I mean, there's true. everybody everybody at work listen, listens to smartless. Everybody at work does not listen to shit that we listen to. <laughs> <laughs> and to be fair, I only listen to smartless when they have someone I want to listen to. Like yeah, I don't James listen. Cameron just a couple weeks ago. Yep. Fascinating interview as well. Uh, Emily Blunt. Yep. All day long. Oh, I love her. <laughs> she's such a badass. I mean, she's such a good actress. Can play Mary Poppins, but can also kick your ass. Yeah, and then Krasinski is his, her husband. He was a good interview. Uh, he was just on there. Why am I plugging a fucking podcast that gets millions of dollars to plug? They get, they, you know, we don't get shit. So fuck them. I'm not plugging them anymore. No, we're just we're talking about Spielberg. Yeah. Um, but it makes me want to watch the Fableman's Mo. Like really watch it. I have t- I haven't had time, but I, I really want to see it now. I want to see it too, but it's. I mean, that's okay. I love film. I love going to theaters, but a smaller film like that, I'm okay with waiting. Oh, I don't need to wait. There's a ways. What I'm saying is, yeah, <laughs> I don't need to see it on the big screen. You know, no. Avatar. It's a special effects fest. You want to see that with the sound and all that. The Fablemans being a smaller movie. I'm not saying it's a worse movie, but it's something that you can still appreciate and enjoy on your couch watching it on a big screen. Right. You don't need the boom and the pow and all that. Right. Right. I mean, but go ahead. No, I just, like I saw Warhorse years back. That's a fantastic film, but it's not something you have to see in the theater necessarily. No, I did like, I really wanted them to ask and, and Jason Bateman did ask him a question, like the, how the sausage is made thing. Cause he does have Spielberg does, and they got into it a little bit. Like they, you know, shots of the way he shoots things um, is, is part of the story. And he tells you that in this interview and not a lot of directors do that. Great. Like he does, like um, he's a master at, 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 at setting up a shot 
Um, yeah. He's just a master at it. I mean, you look at any of his movies and you'll find those shots. And it's not like being done to be cool. It's being done because it actually tells the story. Yes. Uh, and they made a good reference to that about the whole scene from... Um, Close uh, Encounters. Yes. Or how it was filmed in the doorway. How it yeah. Kind of- now I want to watch that again. That, God, that movie's great. Oh, it is so good. Yeah, probably one of the best sci-fi movies ever made. 100% agree. It's so good. You come back around. I would love, I don't know how you do a sequel, but it would be very cool if they did it where he, where Richard Dreyfuss comes off the ship. Uh, especially now being, now that it's right. been over 40 years. Right. And just coming back to now, like as if it was shot now, like, and like, what the fuck happened for 40 years? And to him, it was like, I don't even remember. It was like 10 minutes. Yeah. Not as young, not as young. Now. What's that? He's too old looking now. No, no, but him as an old person, but it's his mind is wiped. Like, like he doesn't. Oh, he okay. all of a sudden comes back and he's seventy. Like, what the fuck? You know, pitching the sequel. I'd watch right? it. Right, right. Maybe they come back to kill us all. I don't know. So, oh, we think I we know. saw that. Was <laughs> that Independence Day? Right, War of the Worlds. Uh, so yeah. That's uh, and I did see the. I mean, this is not a geek thing, but I really like the movie on Netflix called The Menu. Have you heard of this? It's on Netflix already. Yeah. Oh, it was HBO Max. One of those two might have been HBO Max. Sorry. Are you sure it's not on your our special friend? No, I watched it on one of them I paid for. Oh, it might have been I, HBO. I thought it was H- in the theater. I think it's HBO Max. I. I I haven't seen it. I know. It, I mean, it looks like suspense, possibly horror. Tell me. Oh, there's no people? suspense, but it's horror. What's that? They eat people. It has to be. No, eating. there's no eating of people. Mm-mm. Interesting. Nope, I assume nope, that nope. was the whole thing. Nope. 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 It's just basically a, a really great way of holding up the mirror to like chef culture right now. Like the, the way chef culture has grown over the years and right. the uh, uh, snobbery of some things. Um. So yeah, it's a really interesting take and and some stuff. I I really enjoyed it. Okay. It's really it's a really small movie. It could be it could be a, this could be a play uh, if they wanted it to be. But it was it was really really good. Ray Fiennes is so good. So. Yeah, he is. So yeah, how about you? Well, as you noted, yes, I too watched the or now watched, listened to the Smartless episode with Steven Spielberg. But as I noted uh, previously, I've been reading a lot more comics lately. So. Uh, read Star Wars Legacy Volume Five. These are all things that, if you've read any of them, it's the post Empire time. This is a couple, three hundred, maybe more years after uh, the original trilogy. Uh, when you're with Cade Skywalker, who is a distant relative of Luke, yada yada. yada. He's not quite a Jedi, but not quite a Sith. He's kind of like this. He's a scruffy nerf herder, if you will. Cade. Cade. Cade Skywalker. I I don't like it already. Like I said, when I bought these because Dark Horse put them on like a fire sale, digital trade paperbacks before they lost the license. So I think I got each of these for maybe a couple, three bucks each. So I just bought all of them. And they're all legacy now. They're not, you know, part of canon anymore. But. They're fun reads. It's Star Wars. You know, there's Force. There's all kinds of stuff. And they, they have a third faction. There's the Jedi. There's the Sith. But there's also the uh, Empirical Knights. Okay. Who they're Force sensitive. But they're basically, they're kind of like the uh, Royal Guard. But they're not Sith. They defend the Empire, whoever, the Emperor, whoever it is. And they're Sith. They're, 
force sensitive, but they're neither Jedi nor their dark side, but they take advantage of both. But anyway, uh, read that. Uh, then the sequel to that is Star Wars Vector, Volume 1. Apparently, uh, years, 15, 20 years ago, across all the Star Wars comics that Dark Horse was doing, they did a crossover, which includes stuff well, like hundreds, if not thousands of years before A New Hope, the time period around and after A New Hope, and then uh, Legacy, which was, you know, hundreds of years after. Somehow they did, a, a like I said, a crossover that touched all of them, a storyline that went through all. Um, so I just started that, so I'm not sure how, right now we're in a time period that's right after A New Hope, but we're okay. I'm reading it now, enjoying it. Um, what else did I do? Uh, I also read, I bought another comic. It was a five-issue series called King the Conqueror. The best way to describe it is it's everything you need to know about Kang before this movie. Okay, that's cool. That seems like a smart thing to do. Yeah, it is. And it's actually very, very well written. This is digital, right? Uh, you can buy it. It's actually physical too, but it was like two ninety nine digital. So I grabbed it. Right. But it's, and I read it. It's five issues. It's basically- uh, two ninety nine for all five issues? Yeah. Well, that's a good it, deal. It basically, it's a digital trade paperback. Right. It's the digital form of the trade paper. The trade paper right. is like 15, 20 bucks, but uh, right. But three bucks, that's worth, that's worth it for sure. Oh yeah. It's, worth, it's I, also smart, right? Cause it's like, this is marketing. They're going to buy this digital thing, which you don't own anyways. It, it costs them nothing. It's zeros and ones sent to you. And it's, it's getting you geek. Cause they know you're going to go spend money at the theater. Well, and I've known Kang. I've read stories with Kang, but he's got like 50 years of stories where he shows up. I don't know all of them. What's it called again? It's called Kang the Conqueror. Only myself left to conquer. As of last week, it was two ninety nine on Amazon. It is still two ninety nine on Kindle Mixology. There you go. So, so Michael has cost me two dollars and ninety nine cents today. Hey, unless you have digital credits, then those apply. Uh, I actually, I think I do. I think I have two dollars in that. So this cost me ninety nine cents. There you go. It's it's worth the two ninety nine. It's worth the ninety nine. Because like I said, it's it's like a cliff note because like he he's been Kang, he's been Ramatun or whatever his name is, the Egyptian Pharaoh. Uh for a while in the early two thousands he was Iron Lad. And then at some point in the distant future he becomes Immortus. So it it doesn't tell you verbatim exactly all these stories. It's not going to tell you the full stories from the last 50 years that have included various versions of Kang, but it's basically going to give you enough where you know enough about who Kang is and what he's doing that you're going to get where he's coming from in the coming, you know, phase five. Got it. Really enjoyed that. And then, uh, other than that, oh yeah. Saw Avatar The Way of Water, which we will talk about shortly. Cool. Cool. So there we go. I just bought Kang. For ninety nine cents, I hope you enjoy it. I do too, but it, it, it'll actually just help me learn. I, I look at this as uh, um, research. Research. Yep. 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 That's how I'm doing it. That is how I am doing it. So, all right. From there, let me remind everybody that we have a Patreon page. Uh, if you go to Kybercast or patreon.com slash Kybercast, that's patreon.com slash Kybercast, you too can sign up. And Michael and I still need to get our crap together to get uh, 
some things involved uh, of adding to that uh, for our listeners that are already there and those that are coming aboard so that they get more uh, for the value. So um, I am hoping that we get our button gear quickly. We will. So I have faith. Yeah, me too. Me too. Patreon.com slash Kybercast. Give it a look-see. See? Um, all right. Main topic. We've talked a lot today, but we've uh, missed a couple episodes of Bad Batch in terms of review. Yes. So we've got three and four. Um, I will say this off the bat. To me, the best episode so far was number three. 100% agree. It was really, really good. Really, really good. And this this basically was actually uh, called The Solitary Clone, and it featured uh, Crosshair. But the interesting thing about this episode to me is it felt like a Clone Wars episode. Yep. So you made them feel like they're the heroes, yet it's the Empire. And um, because they were fighting the battle droids, right? So it, looked, it had this really smart dichotomy of like they're fighting all the old battle droids that they used to in the clone wars, but the battle droids, it's all swap sides. Um, so it was really smart, uh, really, really smart episode. It was an episode that was like, it's under, they're all under 30 minutes, but that felt like an hour of good. Like it felt like I got a lot out of this 22, 28 minutes where the heck it was. I agree. Um, um, character wise, the way it was, uh, animated, um, even the cool shit that he does with the mirrors, and the laser, man. I, okay, cool. I, the only thing I'll say about that, it was cool once, but to keep doing it over and over, it's a cool, like, I need to make this shot, and I do it. But he did it several times. They're like, all right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, but it, it's a it's a kid's show. They're not really, but kind of. Okay, fine. It's animated. Um, But, man, it made his character really interesting. Um. Like even sitting at the lunchroom table, it's like being at school. You're not one of them. He's by, you know, there's so many right. things in that episode that were such character driven. And, uh, you well, know, even like you said, just right there with the lunch table, as you see, there are clones in there. Right. It's sparse because the Empire is using him as fodder and some are just leaving, uh, as they've noted. And they're just not as many clones anymore. Well, you know, they spent years with the Republic thinking what the Republic stands for and what they did. Yes. And they do think for themselves that now, now what comes into question is the inhibitor chip. Was that only there just for exit oh, exit <laughs> order 66? Um, because they, they, they clearly can't mind control them. Right. Well, they could influence at least. Well, there was something there that just turned this whatever did something to their, to their right. inhibitor chip, but it doesn't seem like, like because of commander Cody, right? Like he actually shot Obi-Wan. He's the one. And it looks like he's got his wits about him. Right. He just wants peace. They were there to do peace. And obviously uh, the empire has different um, idea of what peace is. Yeah. And it's interesting how they took, I mean, you, you take crosshair who we learned at the end of last season already pulled his inhibitor chip. So, or he, or he thinks he has like, we, right. I, you know, I, I don't know. We didn't see it, but we have to trust that that's what, uh, right. But we, we found out that for him, as far as we know, his blind 
dedication is just because that's what he is. Soldiers follow orders. And so I'm going to do it. And we see that highlighted again this time. Cody, you know, I promised this woman, we're not mm-hmm. going to kill you. We're, we've fought enough. We don't need to start another war. Right. You surrender, blah, blah, blah. And immediately the governor says, executor. And Crosshair does. No well, he waited. He, he gave time before he did it. He didn't do it right away. Well, he waited to see if Cody was going to do it. Right. And then he did your business. Right. So, uh, you know, I may have said earlier, prior to this episode, there may have been some redemption for Crosshair. But the more people he murders like this, I think there's less chance of that. Maybe he'll be a bounty hunter or something. Like, I don't feel he's going to be part of the empire long. The whole idea of like we get to think for ourselves at, or, and we live with the consequences was, was something that Cody said um, right. at the end that made him think about that stuff. Um, it will be interesting to see where it goes. Uh, clearly, he's going to come. He's going to have some kind of clash with the the bad batch again. Right. Um, now. I admit, I went into these two episodes slightly biased. One of our listeners messaged me and was like, oh, man, four episodes in the Clone Wars, and this is more boring than Willow. (laughs) Oh, man, are are they that bad? So I watched them both tonight. I really liked that episode with Crosshair. Yeah, it was dark, but it's like you said, it's it it felt kind of like the Clone Wars, but you're seeing it. Things have changed. Yeah, before they yeah. would have been the heroes for what they did, but now they're just the iron fist of the empire. Yeah, it just shows, yeah, it shows the side of the emperor, which I like. Now, if you want to get into episode four, I, I didn't like it at all. <laughs> you know, it was just it was okay. I thought it was, it just, I thought it was all right, but you're right; it, it's not fantastic. I liked that we got to see, you know, what's his face? Like one of the guys that helped do the voices uh, or help the personality and sound of BB-8, he came back and was able to do the voice of the droid in this one. Yeah, I mean, Teo or whatever. Yeah, I like Teo, but the only thing I really, really liked about this episode was that I was 100% certain when Teo was knocked out that Omega, because she's more sensitive... yeah. It was going to be the pilot. I'm like, oh, this is just going to be like the pod race. Right. But they surprised me. It was tech. Yeah. Now, it's one of those things like maybe they're doing a couple episodes. Where everybody's got their talent. Right. Like, here's the talent of here's the talent of uh, um, tech. And here's the talent of, you know, um, crosshair and, you know, whatever. Uh, the strength of, you know, maybe that'll be the next one. But it was a long episode to basically put doubt in their minds about Sid. Right. So it's like, well, you guys are pretty loyal. She's not as loyal as you think. That's basically what the whole episode ended up being. You did this solid for her, but she's not going to do that for you when it comes down to it. Right. So eventually she's going to betray them. Eventually that Wanda Sykes character might do something about that. Who knows? Yeah. Uh, but yeah, certainly it felt three it was, was a stronger episode. Yeah, of all of them so far, uh, you know, it, it just you know, there's sixteen episodes. We're twenty five percent in, right? 
Yeah. Right. Um, a lot of story to tell. A lot of story to tell. A lot of story to tell. And and this is a typical way that they do it. Something might come out of it. Like that, that's that dude, the big guy that with the teeth, what was his name? Uh, Malegi. I don't know. I'm looking at wiki, but the big dude. Yep. Starts the whole point. He'll probably be back yep. somewhere, some way. Uh, otherwise this why have them go off into this tangent. Um, I think though, they got to start figuring out more about Omega and doing something. I don't know. Something's got to start pushing right. it. I don't disagree. That's it. The right racing. It was fine, but like you said, it's, it wasn't the strongest. I, I did like that. It was very similar to pod racing, but it was like death race 3000. <laughs> right. In Star Wars. Right. It probably was, it was an ode. Dirty. It's probably an ode to that, to be honest with you. That's you know, that's probably not an accident. Oh, it's hundred percent not an accident. But I forgot about that that movie. Well, they re well they didn't reboot it, but they had Death Race with Jason Statham. Oh, that's right. It was kind of like that's right. It was a take on it, but yeah, yes, but Death Race three thousand with what David Carradine, Keith Carradine, one of the Carradines. Yeah, shit, I don't know one of those. God, we're old. To our younger listeners, you have no idea what we're talking about. We're talking about B or C grade cinema from the 70s. Yeah, driving stuff. So, look, the animation's still good in here. The story's going to be there. I think it's going to come around. Um, I don't think it, it warrants, you know, 30 minutes or 40 minutes of breaking down episode four. No. It um, but worth. it's still, I still like watching. I mean, you know, for 28 minutes, what are you going to, you know, it's still Star Wars stuff. Right. Um, I, I enjoyed it. I, I sat down tonight and watched both episodes while eating dinner and it was fine. It's entertaining enough. Yeah. Sometimes you get something like episode three, which is like, oh man, this is, this is good. This is deep. Sometimes you get something like episode four, which is a little bit later and it is what it is. But like you said, I don't disagree that this, this is a Filoni created show. When things like this happen, these characters tend to come back up and that's why it might seem like a slower episode, but there's a reason why they showed up. And we'll I'm hoping. Out. I'm hoping there is. Typically. Not every time, but, you know. That's Typically. Kind of yeah. We just all, I mean, I just like to see the thread continue. And it's the hardest part is when the thread doesn't continue the way you think it's going to or the way it should, you, you get a little frustrated. So. Yep. Anywho. That's my take. Anything else? No, I think we got it. All right. So. Uh, covering this week, we've, we've finished up bad batch there next week. We've got more bad batch coming. I don't know what else is coming down the pipe. Um, we don't see Ant-Man until February. The chances of me seeing avatar, uh, which I kind of want Michael to talk about real quick. Uh, cause we didn't really get into his final geek this week of seeing avatar. In a well, little I'll, bit, just, a bit of I'll just say this. So um, let's, let's just jump a little bit into the review. I, you're going to ruin it for me. Like, okay. So. This whole started, I asked Michael to do a review because I honestly don't know when I'm going to see it. I'm, I'm so busy. Um, I want to see it in the theaters. And if I don't get a chance to see it in the theater, I'd probably, be, I'd probably never watch it on TV. I'll have to wait till it's re-released. Um, I won't waste my time. Um, but my basically, I, I said to Michael, and this is uh, reading my synopsis that I sent Michael uh, earlier today in chat. I said, um, basically, I'm sure this. Uh, you're not going to give me any spoilers as it's probably bad white guys uh, want some territory, a war ensues, people die, and we all feel guilty, and we move on. You're not entirely, entirely <laughs> incorrect. <laughs> I mean, 
Cameron himself says he keeps the stories fairly simple because he wants them to be universal. At least that's why he says he keeps the story simple. Um, for what it's worth, I really enjoyed the film. Now, did it blow my mind like the original Avatar 13 years ago? No. Oh, okay. Um, but you put it in big caps and your your oh, it was fantastic. fantastic. Here's the thing, okay? Yes, it still looks amazing. It's immersive. They did digital water fantastically. I mean, everything looks fantastic. Okay? It, it's amazing. I can't go on enough. Now, is it a level that blows my mind over the first one? No. I mean, it's it's more like I expected this one to look this good. Let's put it this way. The first Matrix blew everyone's mind. You know, bullet time. The first time you see that, it blows your mind. Anything they did after that, it was in added to the story. Mm-hmm. But the second and third Matrix movies, and definitely not the fourth, didn't blow your mind like the first one. They just don't. Well, the first one didn't blow my mind because of the movie. It was just like that shot really well. Right. But like I said, this movie looks fantastic. But this one actually, like you've said many times, the first movie is very much, uh, you know, a man from a position of power, who happens to be white, uh, ends up with the natives and goes native and then fights against that. We've seen that before. You brought up, you know, um, Dance with Wolves. Dance with Wolves. But it's a trope that has happened. Many times, yep. you know, the, the trope of the white savior and all that. Right, right. It's it's happened a lot. But yes, very Dances with Wolves. From- this story is different in that it's about family. Whereas the first movie was almost all Jake Sully and Natiri. Isn't mm-hmm. that her name? Uh, you saw the movie. I, I don't remember. <laughs> Sorry. Is it Natiri? Zoe, Do- Zoe Saldana. Yeah. Her, her, her Gamora. Her character, yes. You know, they're 75, she, Who plays everything but her actual color. You're right. <laughs> um, except in Star Trek. I know. I was just joking because she's green and blue. Exactly. Um, whereas that first movie is almost all of them and really mostly about Jake and all that. This movie really spends a lot of time, and some people may even argue, too much chi- time with the children. And what this is setting up the next generation, right? Yeah, but also it's expanding the story. And the story becomes not so much, yes, the first movie is all about the unobtainium and getting that. And, you know, the people from Earth want this. You you sure you don't mind if you're spoiled at all? No, I don't care. So Uh, I did. Can I say this? I did hear that uh, Palpatine was back. Yes. It's like, so that doesn't bother you either? Like the same trope that's done in Star Wars, you like let's oh let's bring this other guy back as a digital reincreation or whatever the hell he was. The, the mind difference of is they brought this guy back the next film and didn't wait three more. I totally films get that. I totally understand that. It's a mess in the Star Wars thing, but the the whole point was it's the same baddie. It is the same baddie, but this one's easier to explain because in Star Wars, suddenly oh by the way, clones, yeah, I don't care about the explanation. Doesn't that feel weak? Um, I didn't think so, but the reason for it was because 
it's it fits into the universe so well because Jake Sully, um, obviously, you know, ran around in his avatar, mm-hmm. and they have that technology, and they are able to transfer his consciousness into his Navi body. Right. That is technology they've been working on for it's, a while. It's like Picard. Okay, but yes and no, but so it fits into the story because. They were letting the researchers do this stuff mm-hmm. to be like, this is the good we're doing, but really here's the military industrial complex. Right. And you know, every time a new technology is brought in, the military is going to take advantage. Yeah. The technology is neither good nor bad. It's just whatever you. Exactly. And that's exactly what this is in this next film. They didn't, he didn't. So basically when you say next film, the one that's out now or the yeah, one that's sorry. coming. Okay. The one that's out now, the avatar of the way of the water. Right. This is that next film. And they've taken that technology where before they, you know, they put the consciousness into the Navi mm-hmm. avatar for a little while. And instead, they've taken that consciousness, uh, backed it up to a hard drive, and then they take the strength of the Navi body and they put the human inside of it. So he's not the only one that comes back. Uh, well, I, I'm sure Courtney um, Sigourney does too. I mean. No. Oh, well, okay. she's in the film, but she plays someone else. Oh, all right. You'll, you, you'll see when you, when you see it, you'll get it. All right. But yes, he comes back and, but then they play with that because there are questions as, is he actually that character still because he's in a different body? It's the Picard question. Is he actually that right. guy? Because, well, then there's a son involved and blah, blah, blah. Is he actually his father? Right. I, he claims I'm not that guy now. And, but Oh, but no, Luke, I am your father. So he did that. No, the, the bad guy had a son. Okay. No, 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 no. no. <laughs> okay, please. Like I said, the movie is more about family. Now, that's like I said, for me, I thought the strong the story was stronger because it was less one note, less white savior. It was more about the family, and there's a bit more of that going on. But then again, I fully admit I have a friend who actually didn't like the first one. But somehow thought he'd heard so many people saying this was a good one, went to see the second one and left halfway through. He's <laughs> like, I'm, he goes, I'm not going to spend my time watching CGI people watch ride digital dolphins for another hour and a half. <laughs> and there is that. Okay. So when it comes down to- So that's my to, question. Can, is, is it worth enduring three hours of just visual, like, in terms of storytelling, did it need three hours? They could have shortened the story. 100%. Okay. So, like, that's my guess. That this is my problem with Cameron overall. The more resources you give him, typically the worse he is. That said, so I mentioned my one friend who, like I said, left halfway through. Shaylee went to see it with me, basically as a substitute for you. Right. You could not go. She's her. like, I'll go, so you don't have to go alone. She goes. She said to me, she was. I fully admit, I have no desire to see this film. Yeah, Michelle doesn't either, so that's why I'm never going to see it. She cried several times in the movie. When I, I got done, no hesitation. She goes, I loved it. So spoilers, I mean, I know one of the kid dies, one of the brothers or whatever. So, that, I mean, like, right. I'm not, I mean, I, I mean, I, it's but that's, sad. But, it's, I choked but, that's, but you have to have some kind of consequence to make these things work. Yes. I mean, you have to. That's why every any good show that does that has some kind of consequence. Because if, if if you don't have any consequence, it's like 
even in Star Wars, you know, Han Solo dying dying in Episode Eight was probably the best thing they could do. You needed a consequence. You you can't just have them live. You know, there's got to be these things. Exactly. Um. So yeah, you, lose, you know, Sigourney Weaver dies in the first film. Right. Uh, the giant tree they live in gets blown up. That all right. happens. Right. There are consequences. The, right. The the natives don't win every battle, and that's the same thing here. There's some. There are losses on this side as well, but it's not, whereas the first movie was all, you know, I get the Navi together and we fight back and we have a battle and we win and we've retaken Pandora. Mm-hmm. Well, yes, it's been over 10 years. The humans come back in full force and are able to do so very well. And now they've got these new basically construction robots that they're allowed to build several times faster than they ever did before. And they've upped the stakes. Whereas before in the first movie, it was all about getting the unobtainium. Right. The vibranium. On Earth for some reason. They flat out say in this movie, Earth's dying. We need a new home. We're coming here. Yeah, it's like Zod. Right. So they're building a new city, like, instantly. So it's going to be more of a battle. But like I said, but but at the end, it's not. It's not the Navi all getting together and kicking ass on the city. That's not it at all. Uh, the actual battle is fairly small in compared to the one we saw in the first movie. It's more about um, uh, saving the kids. So, Avatar three does it have a clear path? Do you think does it does or do you see where it might go? I don't know. Do we need five films? I don't know that we need five. Um, I see. Yes, I definitely see a continued path in the third film because this, this whole, the whole point of the second film is that, um, basically the military are closing in on where Jake Sully and you know his family are living, and he goes, he leaves the tribe, and tries to hide in another tribe, and that's why we meet the Water Tribe, right? And he lives there and learns their ways, but then. As is gonna as was gonna happen, the military basically um, takes a page out of the Vietnam War book and starts burning every village of every water tribe there is until they can find his tribe. Um, so then at the end of the movie, he's like, "I can't hide. We have to. We have to. We hiding's not the answer. We have to fight back. All of us, all the Navi, blah blah blah." So yeah, there is a way forward. He's. Whether or not he's going to be the white savior again or not, but we're going to see more Navi yet. I know James Cameron has mentioned fire. I don't know how that's going to play into the third film, but I see higher stakes in the third film because this, where the first one was about a man, mm-hmm. um, you know, changing the way he lives and going native and realizing whatever. This movie is, as cliched as it is, this film is all about family. And I think there are going to be bigger stakes in the third film. So I, I honestly don't think you're going to like it, Joe. <laughs> Just, I don't, well, I mean, I, you, you have a bias. I had a, you know, I don't yeah, I I do. biased on this. I enjoyed the first one. I, I know it's not great writing. It's not fantastic cinema. And I my knew point is, my point is, look, uh, the reason I am going to see it is the spectacle that spectacle I will never achieve on television. Correct. Which means once I see it in this theater, I'll never watch it again. 
Like I won't even I, I won't even stop. But it's not if it's like my my test of a good movie is will I stop while it's on TBS on accident and just say oh I guess I'll just finish it because I started it. Yeah, but I find as I get older that that bar is lowering. <laughs> not lowering. There are fewer and fewer movies now with so many streaming options. I can basically stream anything I want any of the time. Yeah, of course. It's much but rare it, where I'm like, but if it's like like. Shawshank Redemption. Every time I'll stop and watch. But the, but the, my point is like sometimes you know sometimes you get like I call it uh, flick sand. You okay, get stuck, yeah. <laughs> like you're stuck in Netflix or whatever, right? And you're just like flipping through, um, through this thing, and you're just like I don't even know what to pick. Fuck it, I'm gonna go back to cable and just see whatever's on. I just hit yeah, play. Too many options. It's okay. just so many. Like I don't even know what I want. Where like you'll you know if you're going down the TV guide, yes, I still have that on my digital TV guide or whatever, and I see something, you know. Inevitably, you know, like um, whatever could be Raiders, could be uh, Gladiator seems to be on lately. Like It's like, oh, whatever it says, I'll just finish it wherever it's at uh, and I can watch it. And these are movies that are great and big on the big screen. Braveheart, you know, Star Wars, whatever. If it's they were big movies, right? but it still plays because the story's good. Right. But if this, you know, and I, I just can't I just don't know if I can watch three hours of a video game if the story's not if the stories can be told in an hour like i said for me i thought this story was stronger than the first movie but because it is about family it does take time to get to know the family members and have their stories mm-hmm. sure and how it all builds so look i'm not uh if you're not blind. invested with those family members you're, you're gonna think that's wasted time well i mean look i'm a dad this is a father-son thing. Clearly, that's going to play into it, and I'll probably connect with that, you know, as a parent. Um, so that might be a good part of it. So I'm not going to write it off. I just don't know if I'm going to be able to see it until it's, it's reissued before two come, three comes out. Right. <laughs> that's my problem because I'm not – put it this way. If I don't get a chance to see it in a theater, I'm not going to watch it on Disney+. Plus. That's fair. Because uh, I want to see it the right way. Before Ant-Man comes out, you're not going to see it in the theater until it comes back out. I know. I know. The only hope I have is if uh, on my vac- uh, my photo shoot next week that if I have downtime, I can find a theater and just go. Um, there you go. That might, that might be a way to do it. So, And then after you do see it, we can argue about why you didn't like it. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be fair and honest. I mean, I've already said I was wrong with the box office. I, you know, I didn't think it was going to. Uh, get there because I, ha- I still haven't heard anybody talk about it like at work nothing like somebody's going to see this movie like it's making a ton of money how come none of you in this building millions have seen of it? people are seeing this movie. right right and nobody in this building has seen it like no one so who's seeing it is what i was trying to get like okay, so but I, yet I, I but everybody but I, I somehow family around christmas to go see but this. somehow everybody in the fucking building watch glass onion i know that the barrier to entry is not there is there it's like i already have yeah, everyone has netflix and oh, glass but the point is they stopped and all watched it yeah well don't get me wrong of the two films glass onion is a better film but the menu i mean that's, that's coming out of kaleidoscope is a show that i really enjoyed but uh the point is they're talking about it and they're just not around the people that I'm with all the time. And it's just strange to me. Like nobody is like, oh, yeah, I don't know if I'll see Avatar. And I'm like, okay. Well, I'll give you, it's not cerebral. It is a pretty simple story. That's okay. It doesn't have to be it cerebral is. if it's fun. There's, I mean, a lot of shit, like Thor, Love and Thunder is not cerebral. 
I enjoyed that movie. You know, but I, I didn't realize I'm the outlier there. I always say that. I love that movie. But I mean, people saw it and people at work talked about it. That's what I'm telling you. Like, you know, like, oh, I once saw like it was a it was a thing. You know, nobody's touching Marvel still, but maybe the next topic of next week we we talk about like I think Marvel's gonna slide. They have to at yeah. some point, right? Yeah. Fatigue's gonna set in. They may have to pull it back. We'll see. All right. I think that's gonna uh thanks for the review, Michael. I I, I still will try and see it. Um but we we know we're behind on that anyway, so I didn't want to not talk about it. You know, if I never get a chance to see it. So I wanted to get it timely while it was fresh in your head. Um, so anyways. So Michael, why don't you let the people know where they what they can do to tell us about their avatar experience and if they enjoyed it or not. <laughs> well, you can find us on both Instagram and on Twitter at Kybercast or Facebook is more your jam. We have both a page and a group at the Kybercast. Let us know what you think. Cool. And if you'd like to help out the show, check out uh, patreon.com slash kybercast. But as always, the best way to help out the show is to smash that subscribe button. Tell your friends about the show. They can find us on pretty much any pod catcher uh, that's around. Uh, or go right to our website at kybercast.com. All of our shows are streaming there. And you can check out our shop and buy some cool swag uh, from the uh, Kybercast store. Um, so uh, other than that, I think we've covered it, eh, Michael? I think so. Cool. Well, until uh, next week, we've got some stuff to take care of next week. we we got some scheduling things. Hopefully, we, we can record. We'll catch up with our Bad Batch friends and some other things that hopefully happen in the news. So uh, until then, thanks for listening, and this is the way. I have spoken. What a piece of junk. Boring conversation anyway.